Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. On to Pierce Brosnan, the wonderful Pierce Brosnan era, and Goldeneye, his first film. And we've said we might do a, a future episode on the CIA, but we got a big CIA character in Jack Wade for the first time. He He's seen first, he's the first ally we see in the Pierce Brosnan era. He's obviously Bond's contact in St. Petersburg. We meet him, don't we, in a rather funny scene. First of all, he's in that sort of old Soviet car, in what, I, don't, I can't remember what it is. I think it's like a rebadged car that's probably been had about ten different um, engines and everything. And obviously that's part of the joke that the engine breaks down, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's quite crisp that we see him in this film in freezing cold and then we see him in absolutely burning heat in Cuba with his with his, uh, yeah. his Hawaiian shirt on later. And then yeah. more nice weather in tomorrow. Mm. Never absolutely. <laughs> so Jack Wade. Wade. And obviously Joe Don Baker yeah. reprises roles. Slightly similar, but obviously on the, on the <laughs> other side. But yes, he played Whitaker in Living Daylights, who everyone seems to hate as a baddie. So he is probably preferred as uh, Jack Wade, as uh, the CIA agent. John, can we hear some thoughts on, on Jack Wade? I've no, I'm not sure I've ever heard your, your thoughts on this character. I have no idea. Oh, I love the guy. Absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's just a stereotypical brash American, isn't he? Who's yeah, freezing yeah. his butt off in uh, in April in in Saint Petersburg. And what's really good is in is like it's quite believable to him be a bit aloof like that at first, and then um, you know you get the whole thing showing the rope, yeah, yeah, moffy, yeah. moffy, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, yeah. from the back of that, you know that. They, they get a good rapport between them and all the rest of it. And it, obviously he gets into Cuba and the whole thing of him getting into Cuba is he goes on about like, he's obviously doing it on the sly. There's no, you know, there's no um, 
no one knows he's there and all the rest of it. So he's obviously he's one of these guys happy to break <laughs> the law, you know, he's happy to yeah, drive yeah. drive over the speed <laughs> limit, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um, which is good. And he and he upgrades his car, he starts with that Bangalada and then James oh, yeah. throws him the keys to the Z free. Yeah. So he uh, you know character development. <laughs> good on him. I really like him. Absolute character development. On on the Brad Whitaker thing, I I am I don't I don't dislike Brad Whitaker, but I am probably of the opinion that I prefer him as Jack Wade than I do Brad Whitaker. I think he's better as a kind of warm, affable character. I I I warm to him much more in that way as opposed to him being a a brute. I don't. I, he's fine as Whitaker, but there's far more effective villains in the series who do a similar role. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Jack Wade. Yeah, <laughs> any more? <laughs> uh, no, I I I, I, t- I totally agree. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's such a great character actor. He's just he's always it's always fun to see him sort of pop up. And whether he, uh, I don't have, I quite like Brad Whitaker. I like how arrogant he is and how sort of petty and that he pretends that he's this big kind of. Um, you know, war hero when he, in fact, he's not really. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Jack Wade is the current relief, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. and he's and it's nice to have those. You know, obviously he he was sort of the Felix Leiter for for Pierce Brosnan, wasn't he? He was, the, yeah. you know, the CIA contact. But I think um, it's yeah. Even the, like in Tomorrow Dies, he must be in it for <laughs> yeah. what, two minutes or something. He's hardly, oh, yeah, hardly yeah, in it at all. But again, he gets the you know funny lines. Another great shirt. Um, yeah. And then obviously the, the 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 joke of Brosnan and he's looking really smart in his uniform and he's there's Jack Wade in his little hat yeah, and his yeah. Hawaiian shirt kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, great character actor. I assume he because obviously Martin Campbell had directed him in the Edge of Darkness TV series because he a, plays a general in that. So I wonder if that's where. Mm. It sort of links in, and obviously he's already been in a Bond film, which I'm yeah, quite yeah, it's weird. You don't do that anymore. You get those. It's like, yeah. who cares? I don't care. <laughs> you know, like Maud Adams. It's like, so what? I mean, she's been in it before, playing a different character. Yeah, and yeah, she's really yeah. good. Let's get her in. Let's give her a bigger role. But yeah, Jack Wade. Yeah, he, I like to say he's 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 good. It's a shame you. I don't know. What do you? What do you? How would you have fitted him into the other two? I don't know whether they they would have thought about adding him. To, well, to, there is. There is in Dino of the Day. There's C- the CIA. CIA. Isn't so, God yeah. damn it! You know, I'm gonna get hypocrites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, oh. I'll be controversial and say I'd have preferred him as the CIA Bond girl. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd have looked gorgeous in an orange bikini. <laughs> oh yeah, you, yeah, with the with, with the bucket hat on coming out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been to Cuba twice. Da- Daniel Craig, eat your heart Imagine. out. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. They they obviously they must have chosen. I don't know whether it's because of what happened to Felix in License to Kill mm. that that Pierce Brosnan wasn't going to have a Felix Leiter, and so you know they introduced Jack Wade. I, you know, I, I he's obviously very he's quite different to Felix Leiter because almost Felix is is like a sort of American version of Bond, but a, a bit different and, and everything. Whereas Jack Wade is a bit more. I don't know. A bit more comic relief, clearly. Yeah, so I, I think he's I think he's effective, you know, particularly in Goldeneye. I, th- I think he's got good chemistry with Pierce. Yeah, I, you know, and it's it's weird to think now if if they re- if they recast somebody who'd been in it 
earlier. I, I can't picture they'd ever do it again nowadays. It'd be quite it'd be quite strange. I mean, even I was hearing in the new series of Inside Number Nine, they obviously have different uh, casts for uh, for each episode. The only person they've ever brought back is Derek Jacobi because oh, right. he's going to be in this new series because he was only a voiceover for the yeah. the Christmas episode that we covered for the tapes. But um, but I ju- I just cannot see them ever recasting someone who's been in it before. In terms of him as 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 Whitaker, I think I think in some ways I think he works as that character because I can see him someone who sort of cheated at West Point and you know has sort of made himself into this position that you know he doesn't really have you know he's just a mercenary or leader of a mercenary you know people and everything the only thing is with that and i absolutely love living daylights but the only slight criticism is that you've sort of got one charming-ish villain in yarrow and crabby and then you've got another not that evil a villain in in brad whitaker so Mm. possibly that that could be but then you've got necros who's an unbelievable Uber henchman. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're not covering we're not covering Whitaker now, <laughs> yeah. but that would that would be my only comment. I think he's probably just a bit prob- probably just a bit more suited to the Jack Wade role. That's interesting. Yeah, Whitaker. Yeah, I still keep going back to that end scene. We get an end confrontation. That's, you know, it's more than you get yeah. these days. I love I yeah. absolutely. Love, I love I love it. And because he's so good at the the different weapons and all yeah. that. And I, I just think that's a brilliant scene. So effective. The music again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And I, I think I can see, I do buy that he's someone who ridiculously and completely incorrectly um, puts himself amongst those historical yeah. war. You yeah. know, he wants to be the next, you know, I don't know, Welling, Wellington. Yeah. 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 Hitler as well. Yeah. 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 Caesar yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I buy mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Forgotten about that. And is it meant to be funny? I don't, yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be like a, a sort of egotistical yeah. sociopath, yeah. isn't he? He's just. Mm. Yeah. He, he, like he says, he says, well, because he said, what's that quote he used to about, you know, using a scalpel on society or something, you know, that I can't remember the line is. But he sees that military leaders as, you know, doing society, you know, Wiping out yeah. a huge amount of people isn't a, isn't a problem to him. No, you know whether whether whose side of who's that you know he he cares if he's the bad guy. And without sounding like putting it on a downer, I think this is my slight main issue with the Living Daylights. I'm a massive massive Living Daylights fan. It's one of my favourites. But when I say I feel that it tails off towards the end, what you've had is this massive mystery all the way through of and and trying to eliminate Pushkin and all the rest of it, and it's phenomenal. And I totally buy when you say from Whitaker about how he's not bothered about killing people. There is he's got that about him. So it just seems a slight anticlimax that ultimately the plan is just to make a half a billion dollars from selling heroin. Yeah, the the plots it, it are let seemed, down. That to me just seems isn't. like after we've had this that's the thing. The action's not the action's brilliant, but but you've had such an amazing spy yeah, thriller. Yeah throughout the whole of Austria, uh, the Czech Republic, and then even Tangier, the Tangier stuff actually is phenomenal. And then just to ultimately find that the plot is, they just want to get rid of Pushkin so they can make money on selling heroin. Mm. It just seems quite anticlimactic to me that. Just so mad. We're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Are you sure we can't do that? Now? Well, we will do it fairly soon. I mean, that means it might be released next year. 
Well, I mean, there's a debate, isn't there? Who's the main villain of the <laughs> Daylights? That's what makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. there you go. A bit different. I think, I think like, like you say, you know, I can see that, that that plot is a bit of, you know, it's quite small, but then I suppose like um, in Octopussy, there's yeah. the two, there's the sort of nuclear, you know, weapon plot, and then there's also the smuggling plot at the same time, the, the mm. same people kind of involved, so I, you can see where that's sort of going with it, so it's quite similar. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Oh. No, we were allowed a little bit of time, weren't we? Yeah, on the sun, me neither. <laughs> which was quite nice. Just a crowbar in some daylight chat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to Jack Wade. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think maybe they didn't do him as uh, Felix because the last film, even though okay, it was different. It was Timothy Dalton, and it was six years ago, and it's a new start. What happens to Felix in that film is quite big, so maybe it's a bit too soon to sort of bring back Felix the character. Maybe just as a normal yeah. guy again, and. Like when you've had somebody who's already been in it, it's better for them to create a new character thing rather than get revert to someone. Do you know what I mean? It totally. works as well, I think, and I think the I think the audience like it. Yeah. Again, on my point about Felix being so, you've got the issue of the license. You know, his injuries from License to Kill. Um, I think also, like I say, you know, Felix is sort of similar age to Bond, similar physique, kind of thing. And then you've got Alec Trevelyan, who's another agent, who's yeah. similar age to Bond, similar physique. So I think it, it works having Wade older, not necessarily in shape, <laughs> doesn't take seem to take it yeah. seriously, etc. I think it works. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was just making the point that I see GoldenEye as just a continuation in the history line. They make real reference points about how this is the end of the Cold War. So I don't really see it as a reboot. I, no. actually, I think it's a deliberate yeah. thing in the Pierce Brosnan era that they... Uh, leaving Felix Leiter alone because he is not able to do his job yeah. anymore. Did we have reboots back then? No, it was... When did reboots begin? Batman Oof. begins, but it's not a reboot, is it? Well, is it franchise? It's so back you... to the character again, isn't it? Prequels, the, the, the Phantom Menace was the that started that. Mm. Moment, I yeah, I suppose. That's sort of stupid. <laughs> but how great is it that you can just, like... It's a new yeah. Bond, it's a new actor... New generation, we, you know, we, it's still contemporary, but it still fits in with. Oh, you can still reference the fact that he'd lost the wife. You can yeah. still reference. Mm, yeah, yeah. This so is surely you that's that adds. You're you're already fit, you, you know you've spent so long, you know, creating this character, and and not only can you reference stuff that's in the books, but you can also you know look at things that have gone in films beforehand. It's like what, imagine sitting down and saying, right, okay. We're not re You're not starting from scratch. You know why? Because why do we need to re re you know kind of start there? We've got so much going for the character, his experiences. Why not reference your previous adventures? Which is always when you like as a kid, and I, say, I go about this all the time. But you know when he references other missions that you've never seen, or you know that that, that aren't an actual film. I love that because it made him seem like actually he's yes. a character outside yeah. of this mm. two-hour. Mm. Film, yeah, that, that he's true. He's he's a rounded character. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't turn on and off when the cameras kind of start. Yeah. Um, and it is such a shame that they, they've not they've not really done that. Well, they've been trying to do that with the last one, but if you'd start on it, you just reference, you know, there's like how powerful is it with in License to Kill, knowing that he's had a wife. That yeah. one line suddenly yeah. adds so much weight to that scene, and Don plays it beautifully. Suddenly, yeah. he's a much more complex character. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like it's not directly addressing Tracy. So, yeah, you know, perhaps I would have preferred in the in the Daniel Craig films if they'd sort of 
not directly mentioned Vesper or something like that, but said about, you know, have you never been yeah, yeah. Jim? Do, do you know what I mean? That might have yeah. been... Mm. And, and you know, he says, you know, perhaps once or so. Uh, do you know what I mean? That That's perhaps more effective than trying I mean, to tie it all together. But it's all... Um, it's so ham-fistedly done because they basically crowbar... They find that tape, don't they, that says the Vesper interrogation. Yeah, so they I go know. like, come... So if, you, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go that obvious... Just show the clip. Yeah. Don't don't then just show that, but then continue mm. with trying to get you to believe that he's fallen in love with Madeline Swan. It don't it don't make sense, <laughs> does it really? With the the Felix thing yeah. at the wedding. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. Back to allies. <laughs> Final word on the, yeah that the lovely little reference to you know he was married once. It's it's more it's so effective because you don't hear Bond mention it, and it's at their wedding. Mm-hmm. And mm. then, of course, yeah. there's even more emotion. I'm not. I'm not sure I've even thought about this before. There's obviously massive emotion that Felix's wife has been murdered from Bond. But then, it, is it bringing it all bringing it all back to him? The fact that his wife was killed on the wedding, wedding day. day. Yeah, yeah, and there's that extra layer, isn't there? Yeah. I uh, just on back on when Felix says it. It's quite nice because it means that Bond has spoken to yeah, Felix yeah. about it. Felix might, might have been at the wedding, but, but do you know what I mean? Wasn't it's, on it's, the set, you know, yeah. and Felix in shot. Yeah, yeah, but Felix sort of being perfect, uh, protective of his of his yeah. very good friend. That you know, it works on that level as well. I think, and he's on, he's getting revenge for Felix as well as himself. Because yeah, you, because you know that his wife he was married. So if mm. that's in the sort of the timeline that he was married, he lost his wife. And he's getting revenge. It's almost like the same story yeah. playing out, isn't it? So this is almost sort of what would have happened it's so if we got good. the diamonds off forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you change Sean Sanchez to yeah, Blofeld, yeah. this is what you get, isn't it? Apart from, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, imagine what you could, oh, Honestly, it's just, there's so many possibilities with this character in the franchise. It, it drives me mad that the writers are just so, and to a certain extent, the producers are just so boring. <laughs> and and I don't mean that you have to reinvent, like I say, you don't have to re- reinvent everything, but there's so much to sort of just touch on. You know, why wouldn't you, like, re- why, why can't Daniel Craig reference, you know, oh, Jack Wade in yeah, CIA, yeah. so that's CF, that's CF. <laughs> <laughs> in CIA. Just drop it in there for the fans. It's just it's just there because, you know, this. I don't know. On one hand, they expect us to sort of believe that, Daniel Craig is like, you know, like the original Bond and then, but then there's references to, you know, the Aston Martin. So then that timeline is completely messed up. Why not just have that this is the Bond and you can reference lots of things across the different films, but then it's... Do you think when they started Casino Royale, did they think they they might have thought that we'll sort of not redo, there's a possibility if this is successful, we might redo some of the other ones or redo him getting married. Obviously they did away with that because of the poor reaction to Quantum, and they did that for Skyfall. They sort of said, "Oh, just forget it. We'll we'll just go back to a normal in inverted commas Bond." I think it had been touted in the past, wasn't it? In between, it was after Dalton. They were thinking about, or maybe it was before. There was no such thing as. I'm re- sure, I read it somewhere that it was the whole idea of having it. Like, yeah, but they, they, they would have done like the original, <laughs> like re- you know, go back to the novels and start again, and just forget what had gone on b- before. But obviously, they just they they haven't, and that's why you get to Spectre where yeah. you've just written yourself into a corner and none of it makes any sense. Yeah, well, I, I think as well um, they feel under pressure because there isn't as long a term plan as, say, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, things like that. So 
when it comes around to the next film, they feel that they have to tie, you know, tie yeah, things yeah. sort of within They're the all same about tying in, story like loop and, and involve the same cast. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think I think that's some of the pressure that they might feel, and that younger audiences would expect to see characters that they've seen in the last film in this one, rather than what you call it, where it's where I've just mentioned Inside Number Nine and stuff, Black Mirror. What you call it, where it's um, anthology standalone. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a healthy balance, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Like um, Mission Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible does it really well. There is a there are ongoing storylines. One of them, Ethan Hunt's wife, you know, yeah. and it's been there in the background all the way through. But each one's a standalone yeah, mission. It yeah. doesn't, you, you know, mm. it doesn't. It's not at the expense of the plot or the expense of the story. The, until recently, they had different team each time, didn't they, and all the rest of it, and. And and that's that's what I'd like. Uh, if you're gonna go down the route of having bits and bobs, that's fine. You can have certain parts of ongoing storyline. In some aspects, that's how the Bond franchise started. If you think of what's her face, uh, yeah, Sylvia yeah. Trench, you know, there's like a recurring mm. character there. I'm yeah. all right with that. You don't have to have mm. this big intertwining mm. plot. You yeah. can just have these little tidbits going through, mm-hmm. but. Have an individual story. Give each film mm. a right of its own merit. Like this is this film, and this is what this does. I, I, I well, I seriously don't think No Time to Die is like that. I think that that's the one that's going to try and piece them all together. To be honest, yeah, gosh, and add something yeah. to it as well. Potentially get Mr. Craig's Oscar nomination. Well, you got a BAFTA nomination for Casino Royale. Yeah, but. To, to try and tie Definitely. it back with Wade, it's quite nice, John, isn't it, to have sort of somebody who's... You don't need to have them in everyone, but they're there if it's appropriate. That's it. And for me, Pierce Brosnan's era yeah. did it brilliantly. Pierce Brosnan has his own little uni- universe. Yeah. You think of, like, Michael yeah. Kitchen, he's in GoldenEye. Yeah. He misses out tomorrow and never dies, but but we can just bring him back in yeah. World Is That Enough. And we can have, oh, what's he called? Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson. <laughs> yeah. We can do that together. We could bring back Valentin Sarkovsky. Yeah. Yeah. We could bring back Valentin Sarkovsky. It's it's just great. And it doesn't, they don't have to come back because there's a big backstory where they were part of their past. It's just because they're doing a mission and they need yeah. him because it's that part of the world. It's great. Like in Skyfall, they reference, don't they, the, the Aston Martin. I don't know whether they're referencing. Goldfinger, as in that was my previous mission. I'm not quite sure of that. You, they could have said, "Oh, I spoke with uh, Jack Wade at the CIA." Even if he isn't in it, it's that sort of reference you were talking about, Chris. I think you said, mm. rather than make yeah. it so on the nose. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. John was saying that that it's the character that's the continuity. Not you don't need yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's what that's what keeps it kind of going. It's Bond. It's it's M. It's all those characters. Not the previous mission has to somehow tie into the next mission. You know, I love it when, when you get that opening mission. It's like, oh, what's this going to be? Mm. For no reason, he's just being thrown out of a plane. It bears no relationship to the next, what's going to oh. happen after the titles. But this is still fantastic. It's great fun. <laughs> In Africa. But no, it has to be, this is the beginning. The plot starts straight away. Or, right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, oh, come on. Wade is like... But is that he doesn't reference, you know, if he, if in when he saw him in Tomorrow Never Dies, if he said like, oh, how did he get on in, uh, you know, with Natalia? Did he did he meet up with her afterwards? Or, you know, it doesn't need to be a link, does the, you know, it's like, 
If you haven't seen Goldeneye, you wouldn't yeah. think anything of it, would you? In Tomorrow Never Dies, it doesn't matter. Paris Carver, the initial the initial plan was to get Pam Bouvier Ooh. back in the role, and for her to be for her to be like Elliot Carver's missus. That situation there. What's your thoughts on that? I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen because yeah, I I don't know. Well, I don't know quite how it would have worked because I can't see Pam being. I don't know if I can see her no. get married. I don't know if I can see her get married to Head a guy like the Carver. Yeah, after he, well, yeah, all, possibly, yeah. possibly. But it would it would have been a very different character to Paris. Yeah, um, and also I don't know. It would have been weird seeing. It would have been weird seeing her with with Pierce rather yeah. than Tim. Just Tim's, yeah, quite strange. I think I think when it comes to when it comes to a new Bond, I think they've got it. You know that that a fresh, not necessarily you know the actors need to be, but I think I don't have a problem with them. You know it could be, you know like you say Paris, and they say Paris Hilton. Very different film. The new Bond film, yeah. one, one Night in yeah, yeah. Paris. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> sheesh i think with um don't know what that means uh, don't know why that's funny yeah the, 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 again just massively underwritten character you know they, they mentioned that they had this romance together and that then that's it it's just it's, it's just this is an ex-girlfriend you know that's it there's nothing there's nothing really to that as a character is there which is a shame oh. because you know it would have added more weight to her death. Spoilers, you know it would have been a bit more kind of interesting. But she's just there, and and I'm not to get ahead of ourselves, but Terry Hatcher is n- not a great actor in my <laughs> opinion. So you know, she's no um, ter- she's no Terry Manson. <laughs> <laughs> The initial meeting, just to go back to that, just to pad this episode out as much as we possibly can. The, <laughs> I, I like. I mean, you, you can do. Oh no, 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 it stays. I do. Like I said before in this episode, I do like when the the characters have the calling card in India. You know, like with um, VJ, and you know, well, Luigi, Luigi as well. I do. I do love that exchange. We had uh, a book. It was like the inside Goldeneye. It was like a making of Goldeneye. It was so good. I don't know whether any of you guys had that. Mm. And it had portions of the script in it. So it had the, the scene, I think it had Bond and M scene in it. Mm. And it had this scene where he meets Wade. And it was so sad. We sort of had it at lunchtime, in, you know, if it was like a wet break or whatever. We used to sort of act it out in class. And I remember, Rob, you know, me, Rob, and some others, Stuart Young famously played uh, Jack Wade. Not spoken to him in twenty years, whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you like doing the American accent. <laughs> but it's just, uh, it's just such a. I don't know. It, uh, it's exactly the kind of scene I love. I'd love to see more of that interplay. You just buy it. You buy it that Brosnan knows him. Again, he's he's mm. really good at his job. He, he makes absolutely sure, doesn't he? Pins him against the the car. He could have said. If you know the calling card, mm. that's fine. We can get on with it. We can have a, we can have a chat now. But no, I need I need to see the Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did like that. And it, nice move. Nice car. In London, April's a spring month. Oh yeah. What are you, the weatherman? If I cry out loud, another stiff-ass Brit. Your secret codes and your passwords. <laughs> One of these days, you guys are gonna learn just to drop it. Come on, my car's over there. After you. Thank you. Like you said, drop it. 
All right. In London, April's a spring month, whereas in St. Petersburg, we're freezing our butts off. Is that close enough for government work? No. Show me the robes. Please, no. All right, all right, all right. Huh? Muffy? Third wife. Jack Wade, CIA. James Bond. Stiff-ass bread. <laughs> That's a nice move. Nice car. Well, this baby hasn't let me down yet. She's an ugly little bitch, but she gets you there. <laughs> hey, Bond. You do any gardening? A few zingers here, and there. it sort of livens it up. It's like, you, yeah. you know, with the... And, and to ha have those like who is yeah, yeah. weatherman and you know just lots of <laughs> nice dialogue and like you said the bouncing off each other suddenly he becomes a you know you're not too sure he comes across as like really grumpy at first yeah oh is he is he actually going to be a pain for bond but then it becomes quite clear that you know actually he's really like you say he's really good at his job and you know he's he's he's, he's yeah. useful and he's funny as well and and really likable. But I always like that when you, you you know when you meet these new characters, it's like you're not too sure whether they're going to be an ally or you know they might actually yeah. be a double crosser and Rosie kind of agent or yeah. something like that. Mm. The ultimate example, and he and he is crucial because he obviously that sets up the meeting with uh, Zakowski. It's like I do like again love this A to B to C, and then Zakowski leads him to Yanis, and then yeah, and then when we see him again in Cuba. It's a, a different, a different uh, kind of atmosphere there, but he's still he's he's so sort of effortless on the job, isn't he? Mm. He's like uh, you don't think he gets ever, ever gets nervous about anything. Mm. Yeah, he's not. He's more interested in the car than the fact that Natalia's in the background. Surely one thing is more distracting than the other, he, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, yeah. Um, I mean, he does say that comment. Doesn't he first yeah. of all say well, who's, who's the she, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. and then yeah. Then he pulls over Pierce to the side and says, "Did you check that out?" Yeah, or yeah. something like that. You yeah. know, he's he's fully aware. He's got yeah, no filter yeah. whatsoever. She's still in shock. I love it. <laughs> you know, you probably hear this. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely no filter at all. It's a bit Richard yeah. Keith, didn't it? Really, you know? <laughs> the non-football audience, the American audience. Oh, look up, yeah. look up yeah. Richard Keys on YouTube, like, and well, yeah, could get quite problematic for the phrase yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got a website actually yeah. he does a blog I was looking at it today just yeah <laughs> just call, calling out people very interesting but yeah prefer Andy Gray that's the official take um, yeah and then of course we get him right at the end don't we Marines it's all it's lovely isn't it? it's a lovely ending yeah well I think I think the ending is a bit of a a kind of spin on the whole the one that was you yeah, know Roger yeah. every time he's He's with the girl at the end. He's like mm. discovered and. Well, we get it. Yeah, Brosnan yeah, yeah. really I, brought that back, didn't I? I, I quite like it. With Waylon, it's a bit more. It's a bit yeah. more like that, isn't it? A bit more spy love me ish. Not as fun. It's not as a joke or anything. But then yeah. Wolves Not Enough is. No, I know, and it's a bit more with on tomorrow never dies. It's a bit more perilous because they're they're on some yeah. wreckage, and you know their only chance <laughs> yeah. of survival is. <laughs> but yeah, not that. Not, we love not it. That we I'm, love it. Yeah. <laughs> not complaining too much. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but shared bodily warmth is the uh, what they learn yeah. on survival yeah. school, Matthew. <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> and then we've got Dad with the diamonds. Basically, it's almost like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the end of World is Enough, isn't it? The, the camera angle and everything. The David Arnold, same same cue. Mm. Just, why, if it ain't broke, don't break it. <laughs> and then, just to briefly mention, Toronto Never Dies, he boarding, Bond comes off the... 
<laughs> is it the helicopter he comes off, isn't he? And he's, like you say, in the Admiral uniform. And he, I can't even remember why he's, why he's needed. I, I, I've forgotten, I'm sorry. Well, I, I think <laughs> the CIA are involved CIA! because, <laughs> I think, I might be wrong, but because it, because it's uh, because it's Vietnam. Yeah. I think no. that's... I don't know, but they only realised that later on, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, when he's... The new yeah. China but, news uh, but agency. It, it it's glorious because... You, you see Pierce in in the navy uniform. It, oh, you know, brilliant! It would have been nice to see Tim in it. It would have been it would be nice to see Daniel. Never in know. It, you know, to 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 have that link. That'd be so good yeah, if he's in it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like that Good-bye, very much. Was, oh dear, the Admiral Hargreaves outfit. That's uh, that's what I call it. Yeah. We move on to the other massive ally of the Pierce Brosnan era, Valentin Zukovsky. It is actually Wade who introduces Bond to Zukovsky. Mm. But of course, he didn't realise it was the guy... And there's more backstory, isn't there? Bond didn't realise it was going to be the same guy who he shot previously. Mm. And yeah. my knee aches. And all that uh, scene, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a former, a former key, oh, uh, KGB agent it, turned it, mafia boss. But yeah, what what a brilliant introductory scene. Absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the best. It is. What a great character as well. Kind of a character who, I suppose, is more of the sort of classic characters of allies being within kind of the, uh, the world of sort of espionage, but also yeah, the criminal yeah. world at the same time, being, mm. you know, now a mafia boss. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like a, an old school way of doing it. So what I love yeah. about Golden Eyes that he's able to pull out all the the, the classic kind of tropes and and, and stuff that from Fleming's kind of stories and some of the the first kind of you know films and things, but absolutely make it. It's, it's you know so he is a crime boss. You know the jokes about I own <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. helicopters or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know none that fly. You know. Yeah, accepts it. Walter PPK. 765 millimeter. Only three men I know use such a gun. I believe I've killed two of them. Lucky me. I think not. James Bond. Charming, sophisticated secret agent. <laughs> Shaken, but not disturbed. <laughs> so you haven't lost your delicate sense of humor, Valentine, huh? All you need for an audience. I'm strangling the cat. Strangling a cat. That is Irina, my mistress. Very talented girl. Irina, take a hike. So, Mr. Bond, what is it that brings you to my neighborhood? Hmm? Still working for MI6, or have you decided to join the 21st century? <laughs> I hear the new M is a lady. I want you to do me a favor. <laughs> he wants me to do him a favor. <laughs> My knee aches every single day. Twice as bad when it is cold. You have any idea how long the winter lasts in this country? Come on, Dimitri. Well, it depends. Silence! For an ex-KGB agent, you surprised me, Valentine. 
I'm sure someone of your stature must have realized the skill was not to hit your knee, but to uh, miss the rest of you. So why did you not kill me? Call it professional courtesy. And I should extend you the same courtesy. Kiros Funeral Parlor, four o'clock this afternoon. It's another brilliant example of you believe that this character exists outside yeah. of this, the, mm -hmm. you know, the film yeah. and yeah. The, the world that we present, you know, in the <clears throat> film. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. And I think I think they're pretty good with Bond for the supporting cast with like British actors. I think they, they cast them they cast them pretty well. And I think that I think this is an example, you know, Robbie Coltrane, Scottish actor. We've seen him in lots of you know, lots of yeah. things on television and everything. But I think he's really good as Valentin Sarkovsky, I think believable a, a decent blend of of comedy quite a lot yeah. of comedy in in both in both mm. these appearances but also some you know some some good moments with with Pierce Brosnan and Bond I think when I was talking last time about the allies yeah. put into three groups and this is very much a one of this is a contact of the contact mm. but this is an ally of convenience you never get the impression really until the last scene in world is not enough that he even mm. likes Bond. Yeah, there's always this is like it's there's this like antagonism towards yeah. him both times, and he's not particularly happy. And then Bond gives him a piece of information, and each time it's like, I think you will know, but they have a drink, and they sit down and they have some vodka together, and and they discuss the mission. It's it's just it's sensational. Valentin Sarkovsky goes right through. Yeah, I was going to say putting through to the final. He's going to win that ball. Or Villa Park, he's going there. Again, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> not Maiden's Town. Did we put Wade through though? Did, does Wade? <laughs> given given a choice between the two, I think I would say no. Yeah, to okay, we'll, Wade. We'll go with Valentin. Valentin, yeah, just because. Yeah. Even though that. we allowed all three allies from Living Daylight that's straight that's into that's the final. <laughs> 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 you only have one from the entire Piers Brosnan We're not biased for nothing on this show towards Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, so back to Valentin. I, lo I love the, the chuckling in the background from the goons, you know, in his in his in his bar. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, I'll probably play that. I play it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. What's he trying to say? Well, do you know? I I with bars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've only recently worked it out. He what he says is. Well, well, it depends. All oh, right, all oh, right. And then he gets to... Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Quiet? Or... But it took me a while. It took me, you know, maybe... Silence! Like, oh, that's it, yeah. It, you know, it took me close to 30 <laughs> viewings of the film, maybe more, to work out what... <laughs> oh, dear me. But that's... It. What, a, what an introduction yeah. for a character. Yeah. Where, I say, you go from Jack Wade and then turn up that, that kind of run-down, sleazy bar yeah. karaoke bar and then that line the the whole what, what does he say about where he says the wall of the ppk yeah, i know yeah was it I, only three men i know yeah. you such a gun I've, i believe i've killed two yes them. what a yeah. brilliant line yeah, yeah. that is like yeah. perfect bond dialogue that yes so straight off you know that they've got history yeah and then you hear and then then it, it, the characters goes from you know with, with that opening line is that's like that's like peak Bond villain yeah. kind of dialogue that to then him sitting down and then becoming this kind of laughing stock, yeah. you know, where he suddenly Bond sort of, sort of obviously gives all these examples of how 
he's not such a big deal in 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 Russia anymore. He's not you know not as wealthy as he thinks he is, or as powerful as he is. But also still threatening. Yeah, you know, huge, yeah. The, the chair yeah. around him. Bond, Bond is really yeah. <laughs> <starting> <laughs> to panic. <laughs> Lovely yeah. sound design. Um, and then for him to have a sense of humour as well. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. Where he talks about the singer. Just the, <laughs> again, the comic timing in that scene is just yeah, uh, is brilliant. And again, Brosnan just firing on all yeah, cylinders yeah. in that. Yeah, just so absolutely fantastic. The, the dialogue in Goldeneye for me, off the top of my head, is probably the best dialogue oh. in any Bond film. Uh, and uh, and the way I think it, well, the way I think of it is, is, is that I yeah, quote that yeah. film more than any other film in the Bond franchise. <laughs> Every single performance in it, Zenya, Oromov. Boris Trevelyan, yeah, and Billy J. Mitchell, and <laughs> every Zenya <laughs> Q. Don't touch that. My my lunch. That's yeah. my lunch. Zakovsky, yeah, mm-hmm. Natalia, toys, bo- yeah. boys with toys. You know, yeah, every Not single every single character. Even that. Even that. Uh, even Anna. You know, it would have been a woman if it sat on his fish. Yeah, you yeah. know, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's it's just so quotable. Mm. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, Goldeneye. Another one would absolutely desperate to review, but deliberately saving it oh. so we can really spend days and weeks and months. We're already we've spent a long time in it now. You know, not oh. meant to be <laughs> you doing the allies. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we get to World Is Not Enough, he seems to be doing a bit, bit better. He's less failed. He's got this incredible... Well, he's got a caviar factory. Mm-hmm. And he's he's wearing better clothes. He's in a more you know exotic, maybe, part of the world. Yeah. He's, he's got this gorgeous casino. He's got a crisper haircut. He's got a goatee. Yeah, he's doing it. He's a bit bigger as well. So, you know, <laughs> he's doing all right, isn't he? It's great to have him back, though, isn't it? In World Is Not Enough. And it it's just... The link, isn't it? Again, yeah, and it's it's nice to it's nice to have that link, not necessarily in consecutive yeah, films, yeah. but to sort of bring him back a film later. I, I, I really like that. And Ladies of Lost Art, like I say, this this world is going on outside. Yeah, 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 like that. Best allies, Denham Elliott. Yeah. Chris, you weren't in the the Twine review, were you? So, and it's a it's one of your favourites, isn't it? So I'm I'm assuming you like him in in uh, the world is not enough, Zukovsky. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, he's is it's such a pleasure to to see him, and he is not only does he drive the plot. He sometimes, you know, his scenes are just that that extra little shot in the arm, you know, because yeah. you start getting into that kind of maybe you know the, the plot's getting a bit kind of complicated yeah. <laughs> or. You kind of maybe losing a bit of interest, and he comes along, and you know he's you know Robert Goldray is such a great actor anyway, and obviously has got you know obviously his background mostly in sort of comedy, but he's able to make him like I say like in Golden Eye, he's threatening but also funny and believable, and is an interesting character, and it's nice for him to come back, and he isn't just the say he's not like like you say he's actually he's. Character has is more successful. He's not mm. just he's moved on. He's not just still in the same karaoke bar. You know, you yeah. know, with the, you know, he's much more. He's the character has developed, and and the fact you know, and and because he is so likable, it is genuinely sad when he dies. Even though I, when I watched it, I was like, no, I don't think he's dead. You know, it's quite. I I thought it was quite shocking. I was mm. I was genuinely surprised, and a bit of me was kind of hoping he would have turned up in the next one because. It was always like a highlight, yeah. you know, uh, and it's nice, like you, like you say, it's nice for, for Bond to have an ally 
and you know for them to have that kind of like like I said just that banter that back and forth made it much sort of really really interesting so you know it is a shame that he's not in anymore but I reckon they could bring him back in for the next Bond oh. interesting character <laughs> absolutely zero chance it's mm. nice that he uh, his last act you know when we're talking about a Bond yeah. ally is to yeah save Bond basically otherwise he's, mm. yeah. he's mm. dead really so that, that's nice because until then, you'd have the sort of yeah, but so the, double crossing, perhaps, you know, with uh, Goldie and all that, and he put him in the caviar. Um, mm. So it's still, it was still getting a bit, I'm not sure whether, how this is going to end, and is he still the goodie? And yeah. I think he's always respected Bond, doesn't he, quietly. He, even the decision to sort of say, mm. Irina, take a hike, he's almost, well, because Bond said it, then maybe, maybe we should listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> True. The ending of Sarkovsky has similarities to Saunders in some ways, oh, in terms yeah. of that it's a realization, a realization that I'm just going to give you that mutual respect mm. just yeah. before I die, and that little smirk on his face just when mm-hmm. he passes away is just and 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 Brosnan's gorgeous, like he's choking, but he just gives a like, <laughs> little little nod back to him. Yeah. With sound effects, obviously. You're choking as well, Johnny. Um, <laughs> choking! Choking! Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm He's just choking! He's choking! <laughs> great rounded character, great story. Who are you? And how did you get in? I'll call security and congratulate them. <laughs> Drink? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? Get lost. No, 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 no. Down the back. What's your business with Electra King? I thought you were the one giving her the business. She drops a million dollars in your casino and you don't even blink an eye. What's she paying you off for? Hmm? You know, if I were you, a relationship with a man like that, I wouldn't bet on it. Honestly, when you think back at the the Brosnan films, I know everyone keeps going about Die Another Day, which, you know, I've, you know, my... You know, when I went I know when I first when we started, when I first saw it at the cinema, I thought it was it was like, oh, you know, there was so much that I liked, 
but also it's like, oh gosh, this is really silly. This is really pushing out. But then I think in the context of Bond films over the years, you know, he did go into space, but I didn't really question it that much, even as a kid. So I thought I can believe, you know, invisible cars, it's not no, that much no. of a stretch, is it really? You know, they can do that. I think the army have those kind of like predator suits, don't they now, that they've been developing. So really the you know, technology is, is, is available. Yes, some of the dialogue is absolutely abysmal but you know (laughs) again i can you know i can pass it i can i can let it let it go so i was disappointed but when you look back at what those 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 four films and obviously particularly that you know the 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 first three brosnan ones they are that is a high standard Mm. bond and production and filmmaking and making it again contemporary but tying it into the history of Bond and mm. everything that comes oh. with it. And, and and just talking about every time you watch it, because every it's it was too stuck on dying another day and everyone forgets. Like I going back and watching Tomorrow Never Dies, which I always thought was like, yeah, well it's not as good as Goldeneye or The World Is Not Enough. But going back it's like it's such a solid Bond film. It really is. You know, and it's not perfect, but it's so so enjoyable. It rattles along at such a great pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great dialogue. Funny balance of humour and action is just and I just can't understand with these these the people who write off Brosnan as this sort of I don't know, lightweight or he can't act because I, I don't I don't see that at all. I think he's you know, he's He's a, he's a decent actor. He's not the best actor in the world, but he can deliver the goods. Anyway, that's my... No, no. Problem. 100% agree. Couldn't agree with you more, yeah. You don't have to be a great actor to be Bond. I stand by it. No. You have to be... You have to look the part, and you have to be passionate about it. Mm. And if you mm. give it everything you've got, that's all they want. People just want... Without going all Rob, he's an aspirational character. <laughs> you want to be suave, sophisticated. And just give it all you've well, got. I think now there's a snobbishness to mm. movie stardom as opposed to actor. Every yeah. every actor has to be, yeah. you know, brilliant. And the next role, you know, you have to do an indie film, the next film, and you know, I'm not, not I'm not knocking that. And I'm sure, you know, if if you are an actor, that it, you know, you want to challenge yourself and, and everything. And, and like I say, you know, that's that's great. But there does seem to be a snobbishness about sort of mm. movie stars and yeah and. Yeah. The ability to you might not be completely different in every every role, but every time you're in it, you you bring some you know you bring some I don't know a real presence and a real you know that that X factor that's so hard yeah, to capture yeah. you know you can't recreate it. To die up. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the, the, there is the difference between you know actors. And then, you know, movie actors. And I think Brosnan is a movie actor. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at his career, you look at everything from, like, Mrs. Doubtfire um, and, and the stuff that he did leading up to that, the TV, um, you know, and, and stuff when he was round about, you know, Dante's Peak and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Thomas Cranfer mm-hmm. remake. These are great performances. And because he has presence, yeah, presence. Mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have to be... But I never, I never see him as he's not a bad actor. I know there's other stars, considerably much more, you know, high profile stars and other more highly regarded actors who've won awards who I think are terrible actors because you can see, no, no. you can see the, the <laughs> them working, you know, you know that it's. You Don't know, you and, dare say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh. No, no, because because no. he he Booster. is. He is. A, he he understands 
acting for film and he understands yeah. what he's doing when he's in it. And I think that's the difference. And and, and I'm not no, I'm not going to get into the Daniel Craig thing. But oh, I didn't mean it. I, I think there's me. certain actors who can <laughs> <laughs> who can be good actors, but not necessarily suit the role. And I think Brosnan was a perfect mm. fit for that for that role. Yeah, yeah. And he might never win an Oscar for, for mm. acting, but you, you know he's, he he puts it in. He, you know he has also chosen lots of interesting kind of film and TV work since then. I would love to see him turn up in a, you know, a Christopher Nolan film or you know a filmmaker who understands his strengths, which is as he's particularly now as he's getting older, he has even more. He's even more interesting on screen. You know, I yeah. watched that Eurovision. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. it brilliant in it. Yeah, I was yeah. watching, thinking, why can't, why can't we? I want to see Brosnan in everything, but that beard, he looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's the loving it end. as well. He's absolutely yeah. loving it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. and and the, the you know, Mamma Mia gives it yeah. everything. He's not. He's uh, no one's going to go out and buy good. singles and go and watch him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives it, and I, you know what? Absolute credit yeah. to Brosnan, who isn't a singer, and it's quite clear he isn't a singer. <laughs> but belts it out with the rest of them, and 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 how scary <laughs> must that be? You know that that is that is dedication. That so I I, I will defend Brosnan in in. Bond and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Speak. Yes. Good man, well, Chris. Good man. It's it's sort of all that kind of thing for me starts with the Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins. Oh, you know, well, he can't do the accent, but <laughs> how lovable mm. in the role, how much charisma has the guy got? And yeah. he does it, that's far more difficult to get on screen. Absolutely. I know, I know, I'm not doing how many accents mm. Brosnan's done. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what his, his own accent is, really. It's a bit of everything, isn't it? But. It, and it, he is all, the, yeah, all these people. They're all versions <laughs> of themselves, aren't they? In every film, you know, Connery is, mm. Roger Moore is, Connery is. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I mean, maybe Dal- Dalton and Craig maybe can do more range, can't they? But uh, well, we still need to see this this uh, famous Hawks film that Steve Clamp has championed. We really, I've got <laughs> with a funny what was it like a comic relief nose on the front cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh, the Brosnan era. We we were so we were so blessed, and I think I do think part of that is the likability with the Allies, like we've said, those people he admires. Because in I don't know when you see Bond being matey with with others, I don't know it just gives him a bit more. Well, he doesn't need more likability, Brosnan, but it's like even mm. more. To me, they made a decision to make entertaining films. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the priority to me. They, we want to make we want to make blockbuster Absolutely. films. So for all the criticisms of to, of Tomorrow Never Dies, that is wall to wall action. That film. yeah, and they said that is what we're going to do. We're not going to go for it to be a critic's darling. No, we're not going to do any of that. We're not going to look into the psychology. <laughs> but we are here to entertain mm. people, and that's what they did. And I watched Die Another Day for the first time in ten right. years, right. two weeks ago. Listen, it's a car crash in many ways, <laughs> but you can never, ever, ever say it's Absolutely. not entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I it, agree it, with it. It's, it is pure entertainment from start to finish. It's not like Quantum of Solace, which I is a better made film, yeah. but it's not enjoyable <laughs> at all. Give me Die Another Day to watch 
every oh, time. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Solid. Well. Oh, hun- no, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two misunderstood films. Right. Which it, brings us on yeah, to yeah, it Die does. Another Day, doesn't it? It does. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great seed, John. You've unintentionally <laughs> got us actually on the point of this, this episode. Uh, and the point is Mr. Chang. <laughs> <laughs> how how Mr. Chank has managed to wangle it, changle his way onto uh, this? Uh, he's not in it. Better say who he is because I think most people will just think of Moonraker, won't they? When they hear yeah. the name Chang, and then and then uh, in Tomorrow Never Dies, General Chang. General Chang. They, yeah, just, yeah. For some reason, they can't yeah. they can't think name. of new new names. Well, Carver. Well, yeah, it's very babyish. <laughs> so is he going through then? Ch- oh, Chang. Yeah. Oh, Drive. Zukovsky. Oh, no. Zakovsky. <laughs> yeah, Zakovsky, of course he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Zakovsky's yeah, got to go. No, yeah. Zakovsky's in Oprah. You're about Chang. Does the average listener know who Chang is? Can somebody, John, you saw it most recently. Can you just tell us who the guy is for a second? Yeah. So, so Chang is the guy who initially is behind the reception when Brosnan walks in with his pajamas into the. Um, <laughs> I mean, that in itself is amazing. With his iconic, yeah, looking like he's come out of the Bible with yeah. that hair. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, but then obviously, yeah, <laughs> but then. Um, <laughs> oh dear me. <laughs> Evan Almighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very Evan Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously it's the homage to from Russia with Love as he is uh, <laughs> he is yeah f- filming behind the mirror whilst Pierce yeah. is trying it on with peaceful fountains of yeah. desire. What was that yeah. article, John? You had the is it fifty homages in Dying of the Day? There's so many out because it was the hundred. Oh, hundred. Yeah. Well, okay. It was the fiftieth anniversary, wasn't it? But. A hundred, yeah, so yeah. We got mm. we got a hundred, <laughs> and then everyone will be like, "I mean, some of yeah. them were very tenuous." The least Bond film has got the most Bond homages. It now, uh, it's all about tone. <laughs> this is really interesting. I read this about Mr. Chang. I'm, I'm not. I'm not just panning this out for no reason. The character was originally meant to have been Wei Lin, quite babyish. But yeah, you, I, I think I read that. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded that as much as Pam Bouvier because I think Wei Lin is more probably. I don't know. She's still going to be dedicated to a job long after she's finished with Bond. Yeah. And mm. they could have had just like a quick little back and forth banter, and it would have it would have probably worked. Yeah. And it's within the, the Brosnan the Brosnan yeah. universe, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Brosnanverse. Yeah. There's nobody's going to see that. I mean, they're going to announce the expansion. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, the Brosnanverse. <laughs> <laughs> like MCU. <laughs> <laughs> the Bakerverse, the Don, yeah, the Don Baker TV series, Mister mi- mis- <laughs> Chang and Wei Lin, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chang, Chang, and Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. So Mister Chang is be like faulty town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We move on to a genuine ally, Raoul, who Bond meets in Havana. I think he is a British spy. You know, we we know the word baby is used a lot, but being the manager of a cigar cigar factory in Havana is the definition of babyish, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't no, change no. it for the world. No. <laughs> this is pretty old yeah, school it, Bond, though, isn't it? The scene on the decking and the cigar. It's, yeah. Thinking it, this mm-hmm. film's yeah. quite good at it up till now. This is all right. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. And, and you feel like you're there. You feel like you're in the yeah. location, and that he is from from that. And I like that sort of rooftop, yeah. you know, area where he's chatting to to Bond, and he's absolutely mm. loving that cigar. Oh. He's really oh, chomping yeah. away on it, or whatever you do with a cigar. But yeah, he, he he's loving it. I, I I think he's a I think he's a memorable one of the most real characters <laughs> actually, in the whole yeah. thing. You were real. I come to think the delectados would never be smoked. They are particularly hassles for one's health, Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. Do you know why? It's the addition of the Velada tobacco. Slow burning. It never goes out. Just like a sleeper. Sorry for the rude awakening. I love my country, Mr. Bond. I'd never ask you to betray your people. I'm after a North Korean. A tourist? A terrorist. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Zhao has no interest in other people's freedom. <laughs> Have you seen it recently, <laughs> Muff? I reckon I saw it maybe about 18 months oh, ago okay. or something like that. Yeah. And there was a spell. Tom Drummond yeah. went to America <laughs> yes. we were staying with. And it was on, you know, in, in actually we get it a bit more like this these days, but like in America when a film's on like, goes on to TV like they put it on, yeah, it was on. a few nights successively yeah. and so like I think Stars. we watched it like three times yeah. three times in three <laughs> nights or yeah. something and in America yeah America. yeah and they have way more they, they have way more ad breaks oh, yeah. so you know it's like eight minutes and then ad break and then eight minutes mm. you know it's it's pretty relentless but when a film's that good you, just, <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't not <laughs> no but they, I think they were in fact, they were they were American family, so they they sort of loved the idea of Bond and us being there, British, and, and also we were we filmed our own James Bond yeah. with them there as well. They, you know, they had oh. so uh, so yeah, it all yeah, it all tied in so good. That was probably before Casino Royale came out, wasn't it? Just before maybe. Yes, it was. It was two thousand six, the summer of yeah. two thousand six. So I don't know what you know. We were in a bit of flux, like oh heck, what's happening with Bond? So I think I think we sort of forced ourselves to sort of see the positives in Die Another Day. After quite a few viewings, then didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I mean, well aware of the negatives, you know, of which of which there are there are many. But I don't know. I think we were just able to say, you know, it's just in that again in those circumstances with because we there were there were three lads weren't there who were a bit younger than us. Yeah, like if you put that film on, it's going to entertain Absolutely. them. Really, it's it's not going to, you know. Has Ernie seen that, Chris? Yes, he, he enjoyed it. He. he, he... <laughs> not, not as he's not as gripped as he is with like other Moonraker. Yeah, Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's taste. I don't know because I thought of all of them because it, it would be the one that obviously there was like you know the uh, let's feast scene. Yeah, I, he always yeah. skipped yeah, over yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> but I thought he would love it, absolutely love it because it is the most like you say babyish. You know, it is invisible it's car. It's an ice palace and things like that. But it. He was just, you know, he liked it. He, he, he preferred Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. He's got, mm. he's a... He's an action man. You know, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> yes, well, yeah. I've got a slight confession to make when I watched Die Another Day. Oh, yeah? I preferred the second half. <laughs> oh, my word, John. <laughs> like, when I said that about Casino Real, was these controversial takes, yeah. <laughs> I don't buy into this whole thing of the first half is good. I think there's good premise to it, but I, th- I still think it's 
like not executed very well. And I actually prefer the second half where they know that it's absolutely ridiculous and they just notch it up to 10. I think it's far more self-aware then. And I actually, I, I, I look at the first half and I go, oh, if only. You know, if they'd have just changed this, this could have been a good film. Mm. Whereas the second half, I'm just like, well, we know this is rubbish, so let's just enjoy it. And I, f- and I actually found the second half so much more oh. enjoyable. <laughs> this is brilliant. There's progress. There's love in all of them, isn't there? Somewhere. Well, at least one of us likes. Yeah, I think every uh, single Bond film. Yeah, and I think if if there was a stri- if Netflix had the Bond films. I'm not sure I'd watch anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. The R and TV is like, at the moment. Now, when I was talking about it, I want to watch Dino. Yeah, oh yeah. Because there is that, and that's what I always loved about them was that even if that Bond film wasn't your favourite, you knew that there's another one coming out that you could be excited about, and or you had another twenty or eighteen other yeah. Bond films to go back to. That's one thing I've always loved about the series is that it reflects your mood and your choices and the times. Like, oh, I want something a bit seventies. I want kind of you know something a bit gritty or so true. You know, kind of you know a really sort of sophisticated yeah. spy thriller. You know, you've got everything. Oh, I want something ridiculous like mm. Dying of the Day. Why not? I want Dying of the Day. Just, like well, say, you just take it for that's what it is. From the... <laughs> there's, there's no shame. No, I agree. So yes, Raul. <laughs> I, oh, again, I couldn't remember. That Send him through. Name. Yeah, well, yeah. you know he gets yeah, in and, and Jack Wade doesn't get through. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the other character in Dawn of the Day, the other ally is the CIA. Jinx's boss, apparently, a tragic waste of Michael Madsen. Maybe. I mean, it's not really. I think. Damien Falco. Oh, I just. Chris is going to diss Michael think... Madsen now. <laughs> Prefers his sister. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's he's just he's just playing himself, isn't he? He's not acting. He's just and he just uh, for me, he's. I just don't know what possessed him to <laughs> yeah. in a Bond film. Honestly, because, I agree. Because, mm. because because you've got all the you know obviously you're associating with Tarantino. Even you know, even though he didn't do, well, he only did one film with him. Didn't he? Two. He's done Hateful Eight as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Up until then. So. Yeah. But you associate it with that kind of filmmaking, you know, and and I, so when I saw him, I was like, "All oh, right, that's quite an interesting." <laughs> I, I, he throws me out of the film. Honestly, he really does throw Unlike me. Unlike Madonna, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, she grabs. Oh, John's going. Uh, God, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the fencing scene was my absolute favorite oh, part yeah. of the whole film. Oh yeah, it is yeah. great. It's yeah, scrappy. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, mid-half, oh, mid, okay. half and half. The fact remains that you deliberately misled me by implicating Bond. You told us about your agent in the Cuban clinic. And she'd be dead already. Your mole would have made sure of that. We wouldn't have had a mole at all if you'd disclosed the fact that Miss Frost and Moon were on the Harvard fencing team together. Knowing who to trust is everything in this business. Well, well, James Bond. Just in time for the fireworks. Let's get down to business. I think he is miscast. <laughs> I, I I think it's yeah. a bit distracting. Yeah. I think it's a bit distracting. It would have it would have been nice for someone you know like Bruce Greenwood or someone oh. like that. You know. Oh, what a shit! Yeah. So, some, someone like that. Anyway, who you can picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be a CIA. Like whereas Damien Falco, <laughs> it's just it doesn't, doesn't quite work. Like him, <laughs> him, him being him being the equivalent of of Judy Dench's M. <laughs> 
just it yeah. does not growling doesn't work and yeah it's not it's not great my knowledge of michael madsen goes not much beyond tarantino and celebrities and he does seem like very similar in in every role really i mean everyone praises everyone praises mr blonde and then i uh, and then i watched celebrity big brother and i just realized that i think tarantino just said just talk to the camera yeah. you know just just be yourself mm. and then uh, when we'll roll it out i agree completely that it's miscast he tries playing it with like the, how he brooding lines how he says it a bit sleazy and it's just like it's completely distracting it's completely distracting it's not needed at all enough distraction in that film already <laughs> but his sister yeah. Chris in Candyman she's a good actress yeah. I, I watched her in um, mm. a film I hadn't seen before Sideways oh, I watched that it's good Sideways yeah oh, lived yeah. up to the hype it is yeah really good and she was really good in that but yeah Candyman wasn't she in the first series of Designated Survivor Ooh. I'm pretty sure she was she became the vice president Oh. In the first series is that the one with Kiefer um, and she was absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah first first series absolutely absolutely superb and it just it went downhill very quickly <laughs> yeah. after that but no she she's very very watchable in that as well so she she might have been I mean it might have been a bit strange having her <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she yeah. might have been better than yeah you were better than yeah, 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 she's yeah, going yeah. through to the, the final <laughs> 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 that's it that's the the Pierce Brosnan era I think we've done Far too much, perhaps. On, on no, you can never say that about about uh, this podcast. If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod. The Daniel Craig era. There's no script here. We're not going to offend anyone. I don't know what anyone's going to say. I know that there's someone in particular who who isn't on this episode tonight who might have been a bit more negative about one of the characters because we're not doing Felix but like I say I, don't, I wouldn't really have much to say about Felix to be honest even though he's been in two of the films hopefully by the time we've we've seen No Time to Die we can uh, have a bit more we'll know a bit more about him maybe and we'll be able to actually say more than a few sentences on him but Casino Royale we get introduced to uh, a long time friend of uh, Bond in the books René Mathis I think he's in the French Secret Service in the book, but he's in he working for MI6 in this in the film. He was also in From Us With Love, the novel. So that's quite crisp. You know, an overlap in, in the Fleming verse. He comes into it, well, I don't know, maybe halfway through Casino Realty, when we get to Prague po- yeah, posing as Montenegro, yeah. Yeah. Carlo Viveri. My name is Mathis. Lenny Mathis. I'm your contact here. Does he know we've been watching him? The chief? I don't think so. Probably because there's no we, just me. I'm afraid if you get into trouble here, the cavalry won't be coming over the nearest hill. <laughs> the chief arrived yesterday and spent the time re-establishing all the relationships. The chief of police and he are now quite close. That's him with the moustache over my left shoulder. Well, that could make life quite difficult. And quite possibly shorter. He's not a very subtle man. I thought about trying to buy services, but we frankly couldn't afford to out to be to the chief. I hate to say it, but the accountants seem to be running MI6 these days. Oh, not that I have anything against accountants. Many of them are lovely people. So I decided that it was cheaper to supply his deputy with evidence that we were bribing the chief. 
It's amazing what you can do with Photoshop these days, isn't it? I think your odds are improving, Mr. Bond. Again, I will watch that. I'll go to Chris first. <laughs> I can't actually yeah. remember that much about his character in either of those films, uh, apart from his demise. Oh. All I remember is that Giancarlo Giannani, is it? Gian Giannani or whatever. Giannini. Is, it, yeah. is an excellent yeah. actor. Uh, who has loads of screen presence? Also, one of the highlights of Ridley Scott's oh. Hannibal. I think he's great. I think he's he's a great character. Uh, I say uh, it's such a shame that that given that he is an ally who is in a lot of the, the original novels, for him to be this quite small kind of derivative, and then obviously his like I say his death being quite unfortunate but yeah I I, 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 as an actor, I, I think he's great. The character, I say, it's been so long since I've watched Casino Royale and Quantum Solace, so <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to ask comment uh, on this. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could, can we, can we, should we dial Robin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just discuss Hannibal? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually. Um, uh, yeah, as I said in the episode, I think he's great in terms of he's a really uh, charismatic character. There's, there's touches of Kevin Bay in there in terms of his appreciation for the ladies, yeah. that kind of older statesman kind of thing about him. He obviously has good links because he gets Michael Wilson arrested. <laughs> you know, so he obviously has good links, you know. Uh, there's lots, lots to like about him. I'm still confused to this day. Is he an ally or is he a... Or, is he a villain at the end of Casino Royale? And it, it, it's still not entirely clear what, you know, that whole setup. We know that obviously Vesper Lind betrayed Bond, but still the whole lines with Lashif saying, your friend yeah. Mathis is my friend Mathis. And then at the end where it says, Judy Dench says, well, Mathis was obviously innocent and bond just says no it just means it wasn't him uh, so it's still a bit like you know what does this mean but then obviously you get onto quantum and solace and he's quite blatantly an ally but i'm not necessarily convinced that they'd written him as an ally by the end of it i think they might have actually just taken that they left it open-ended and they took it that yeah. we'll take him into the next film as an ally. He's very likeable. He's very charismatic. He's slightly annoying when you when he's commentating on the poker game. He is slightly annoying with that. It's like, shut up, mate. You know, we know there's $150 million <laughs> in the game. Let the, let the man concentrate who's actually got the cards as opposed to you rabbiting on. No, you know what? He's, 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 yeah, he's good. I like him. Do you think yeah. it's a bit like the start of The Spy with Shagme? You know, yes, uh, Vanessa, she was, she was a fembot, yeah. Yes, we knew all along. Quantum <laughs> Solace. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, Manala now, yeah, yeah. Because it's only set directly <laughs> after, so... So it is quite quickly done, isn't it? I really like him. Yeah, he's he's brilliant in Hannibal, Giancarlo Giannini. I think he's really good in this. I think whilst him and Daniel Craig do have a bit of chemistry, they don't have, like, you're not necessarily sure that they're best friends, you know, when, when they meet and everything. So that, that plays into the, the idea of whether he can trust him or not. I'm not particularly comfortable with the way that Bond treats him and speaks and thinks about him at the end. I get that it's like he can't trust anyone, you know, because of Vesper and everything, but I don't particularly like it. That There's no remorse that, yeah, well, just because it wasn't him who did it. Well, you've just had him dragged away, you know, unceremoniously, you know, on some grass. And, and everything. <laughs> anyway. That's so odd, that. Yeah, yeah and then 
so I, f I find that even more jarring that I don't know why he's his ally when it comes to... I, I think it's mentioned briefly when it comes to Quantum of Solace, but it'd be like, well, you, you got me yeah, arrested. Yeah. You know what? You, you, you can't. You can't just turn up here and, and yeah. So I, I did. I did eventually watch Quantum of Solace recently. Perhaps not in the best frame of mind. <laughs> I did watch it. The scene, you know, we've we've discussed, and Rob in particular has discussed about the scene of of him, uh, his death, Bond putting him in in the skip, and then uh, and then nicking his wallet or the nicking the money from his wallet. But I was I was even more because I knew that was coming. I was even more struck by I can't even remember why what's going on. But Bond's in a in in a car with Camille. And then they get pulled over by some police. And then they open the boot and he's there in the boot, isn't he, Mathis? Yeah. And then, like, Bond sort of hugs him. And then <laughs> while he's hugging him, these policemen shoot him. They shoot Mathis. Sorry, I'm laughing. And then Bond, to defeat these um, this heroic figure, this inspirational <laughs> figure of Bond, to defeat, to defeat these policemen, um, chucks the dying body of uh, Mathis into one of them and uh, defeats the, uh, the policeman like that. So... I hate it. I, I don't. I don't like that at all. I don't like the way, like I say, he you know, he chucks the body into one of them, and then, yeah, it's quite, it's quite touching. But I don't particularly buy it because of everything that happened in Casino Royale. I don't particularly buy that that there would be this, and then the skip we've talked about it. It's 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 awful, <laughs> and I know. Well, what's he supposed to do with a body? You know, you know, he might have done that with Saunders' body or something like that. Well, I don't think he would have done, and we don't see that, so. Why? Why should we make that no, presumption? Going back, we see him do this. Chase Necro, and yeah. and and even even Camille makes a, a comment about it. It's, it's a real shame. About this. There's a hospital on the other side of town. Please stay with me. Stay here, please. That's better. That doesn't hurt. Is Mathis your cover name? Yes. Not a very good one, is it? <laughs> we forgive each other. I shouldn't have left you alone. She gave everything for you. Forgive her. Forgive yourself. he's a decent he's a decent character it doesn't end well in in both films to be honest the scenes before that the the, the middle bit people seem to forget the the cozy rooftop you know bottle of wine with his yeah what's his what's his girlfriend called if he's got she's got like a really english yeah, name yeah, or something, like karen or yeah is it like natasha or something <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. danielle Dan, danielle <laughs> is it danielle well, that's quite cozy I, I think that 
that stretch from there and yeah. you know and on the plane it's quite cozy for craig i think it's quite a, i try know my best sort of here what you mean for the craig fans i'm trying yeah trying. I, I i have to say quantum of solace is one of the least cozy films <laughs> you could ever begin the, the to, night uh, flight <laughs> at the bar it's cozy oh what's keeping you awake I was wondering why you came with me. It takes something to admit you were wrong. You want to sleep in pill? No. Pain pill? No. I have pills for everything. Some make you taller. Some make you forget. I'm going to try and get some sleep. Oh, yeah. I will. I am going to watch them again. I might try and watch them back to back. As intended. I watch Skyfall and Spectre back to back. That's <laughs> not intended. Yeah. Yet. So I might try and watch <laughs> Casino Royale and Quantum back to back sometime because it has been a long time since you watched either. Well, is everyone going to watch them all in you know in anticipation of No Time to Die to, to, so that they're all in our memory because it'll all be linked? Yeah. I might just watch Spectre then. Yeah, I think I'll watch Spectre. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, again, I'm sorry. I completely apologise. Uh, quantum, <laughs> John. Any uh, um, uh, the bin scene, the binning scene. My thoughts on the. Bin. <laughs> I'm not as irate about it as as the rest of my uh, podcast contributors. It's it's consistent with the portrayal that Daniel Craig's of Bond that Daniel Craig's doing, forget. isn't it? I, I don't like it. My issue with Quantum is is that, as I've said on the thing, I'm a massive Casino Royale fan because I think you can have that as a one-off and then you can interpret the end where it says Bond, James Bond, as in, right, he is Bond now. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. And that's what I want. And we do. And that's why I, I still <laughs> rank... And that is why I rank Casino Royale very highly because I can separate that from the rest of the films. That was made individually. It certainly wasn't decided in 2006 that the effects of Casino Royale are yeah. going to be intertwined in 2015 Spectre. You know, well, I can, I can take that separately. But Quantum of Solace just goes down an absolute rabbit hole for me. That's the issue in terms of where it takes it. It, it, le- it doesn't lead anywhere. It just makes in this angry man <laughs> who has got two chips on chip yeah. on each shoulder. You know, and, it, and very, very, very dislikable. So what I'll say is is at least the throwing in the bin is consistent with the film. It's not tonally yeah, all yeah. over the place, yeah. but I, I don't necessarily like it. Mm. It's just going to be me and Steve Clamp, I think. You know, the sort of mini quantum defenders left. It's not as bad as, as you think. You know, no, we're not like, it's a great Bond film. <laughs> I can see that... There are some, you know, as we we say with lots of things, there is some good bit, you know, there are some good elements to it, but I, ju- I just don't think it's the overall feeling, the overall character of Bond that I just really yeah. struggle with, and it leaves a sort of nasty taste in the mouth. <laughs> the, the film absolutely cozy snow at the end. You've got it all. <laughs> to be honest, I quite like what he looks like at the end. He's got yeah. Chris. He's got a suit on. He's got yeah. he's got a nice long coat, and he's got leather gloves and the Walther. I think he looks. I think he looks quite, you know, crisp there. We always get mixed up between the end of that and the girl with the dragon tattoo when he, he puts the jacket in the... No, she puts the jacket in the bin, does she? It's all linked. Daniel Craig... Does she No, she, does she get a gift? The Craig universe. She gets a gift for him and then she doesn't bother giving it him. She, she gets the motor. Yeah, because yeah, she sees him, like, yeah. kiss, kissing so uh, good, Robin it? Wright. What a Skelter. film. Goodness me. Yeah, yeah. Better than Mank, is it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> just just goading again. Yes. Yeah. You know, who who are the Mank defenders? I don't know any of them, but... There is one more ally 
that's that I've written down in the Craig films because obviously we're not doing Felix and I don't mm. think there are many more that I can think of other than Kincaid. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's more of a civilian in a way. I'm obsessed with that word, isn't he? But he is an ally because, of course, he mm. presumably Bond knows him from his past. Well, I, mean, I suppose he is an ally because he could quite easily just say, you've sold this place, get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to. He, he, he doesn't need mm. to stay there and to do his best uh, in supporting Craig and, and what she, protecting Emma, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the Labradors. Yeah. Yeah. I got one myth right. Yes, and yes. the Labradors, yeah. <laughs> Emma. Is, he, is there another highlight in the film, isn't it? Oh, it's good. Yeah, I like him. You know, it's interesting to have a character introduced into a film so late into a film. Yeah. Really like Albert Finney. It could become a little jarring if you start to think too much that it was that it probably supposed to be Sean Connery, but I yeah I I like it. I think it's quite interesting. You know, an older an older guy. We don't see Bond, uh, Craig's Bond with so many older men, do we? You know, in the same way, there's no Q who's who's older. Well, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, expect. mainly because of Q is yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But and 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 obviously M's a, a female M for most of the, uh, his films. I like Kincaid. His backstory isn't forced upon you, nope. you know, it's not like, oh, oh, it's actually, you know, Silver turned out that he killed Kincaid's family and, you know, there's none of, none of that, thankfully. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, you get what you see, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Does he live nearby or is he actually the custodian or would P- he just got the keys to it? Or? I thought he was like, was he not the groundskeeper? Yeah, keeper, gamekeeper. Like when Bond yeah. was a kid. Yeah. So that's yeah. But he's be. still knocking about there when <laughs> when they arrive. He's yeah. 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 soul. What's yeah. he doing? Because <laughs> like when the when Bond and M stop, you know, on the road just just to get that shot that for Deacons to do that shot, they they sort of say what well, shithole yeah. or something like that, don't they? I mean, it's just awful. And I feel sorry for Kincaid. You know, all right, you know, what <laughs> one man trying to yeah. do the upkeep in this massive mansion in the middle of nowhere? Give me a chance, you know. So who is it we're supposed to be fighting? No we in it, Kincaid. This is not your fight. Try and stop me, you jumped up little shit. Now, remember what I taught you, don't let it pull to the left. I'll do my best. What did you say you did for a living? It, and we get the we get the Home Alone ending, which is it's funny to see Emma and uh, Kincaid sort of walking at two miles an hour, escaping bullets, and uh, it's you know it's a bit it's a bit more lighthearted, isn't it? Uh, is it meant? Yeah, Kincaid's a good yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Kincaid's a great. Yeah, you know he gets involved, he gets stuck in. Yeah, he's resourceful, you know. He's got good shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and I like. I don't that mind that either. because that because that, that's consistent with this grumpy yeah. bond. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Up. You're not up, very yeah. likable. Yeah, <laughs> excellent impression. Yeah, <laughs> and I love. I said this on the podcast, but I love his face of despair when he sees that yeah. yeah. dying. Yeah. You know, he, he just he, he notices, doesn't he? And he, yeah, I'd be tempted to put him oh, through. Oh, I actually above really, Mathis. Yeah. Well, I would, I would actually be, I would have booked mm. Mathis because there's less confusion. He's there, and he, and he, and I like Mathis, but he does his role, and that's it. Could have one. Craig. He's gone then. 
You know, you don't hear anything else about that. Mm. You could quite easily, he could, he could quite happily just go off in the Highlands and buy a home and carry on living his life. Then there's no, and I like that. There doesn't have to be a bookend to every yeah. single character yeah. in it. I agree. I agree. It's quite crisp how he, I don't know, he sort of admires Em and he's like trying to help her, isn't he? Take her to the chapel yeah. and yeah, he's just like, what a crisp guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice guy. And he doesn't die, which is, which is always a bonus. No. Well, I think had, had he died, it would have distracted a bit from Em's death yeah, as well. Yeah. I think that would have been, Couldn't you know, have had these so things. he'd have to mourn, mourn yeah, over yeah. the you know, and then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just, I go through weird spells with Skyfall. One minute I think, do you know what? It, like when I'm talking about it now, I'm thinking, oh, that's, it is pretty damn good, isn't it? You know, it's a good film. And then yeah, if you just sort of distract, is. you know, just take it like that and just think about it. It's when you start thinking about how it was made in response to Batman and all the comparisons and the, the thing, it could have been even better. I think that's especially so, though, with Spectre, isn't it? I think it was might have been Steve Spring yeah. uh, who was saying, you know, on paper, how could it go wrong? I don't mean the storyline, as in you've got Christoph Waltz coming back as Blofeld, and you've got a, a blank sheet of paper. You don't have to link it with any of the others. You could, you know, you really could have had a, a brilliant last film for Craig, which yeah. it was meant to be, wasn't it, in many ways? I think the Christoph Waltz casting was a problem as Blofeld if he was cast as just love, a normal villain as Blofeld yeah well my issue my issue with his casting and I think Christoph Waltz is a superb yeah, yeah. actor but what they asked him to do was just do a PG version of Hans Lander mm. yeah yeah they yeah. basically or that they, they, they just looked at that character and thought we love these monologues mm. that Hans Lander yeah wrote, yeah but they completely missed that the purpose of those monologues is at the end of every scene something yeah. harrowing happens. The monologue yeah. is a lead-up to actually in the film. climax. Wouldn't and work, would it? Exactly. You can't do that. Tarantino films are 18s for a reason. They, they decided, we like these monologues, we'll keep the monologues in, but they'll just go nowhere. That, to me, is the big problem with Waltz, is that they've quite blatantly picked him because of that performance, but then they've taken out the important part that makes those monologues more effective. And what you get is this ineffective Blofeld, who, for all the talking that he does, actually, ultimately, gets arrested because James Bond can shoot down a helicopter with one shot of a script. Just something I I wanted to uh, mention. I I like... You know, I'm. I think villains doing monologues. Okay, it might be a bit cliche, but I, I quite like it, and I really like Silvers in in Skyfall. But I don't think it's all, always necessary. You know, I watched um, a view to a kill, uh, a view to a kill, a view to a kill, a, a view to a kill yet again uh, recently, and like. Zorin doesn't have loads of loads no, no. of dialogue and loads oh. of mono. He doesn't have any monologues or anything, but you see it through what he's doing and everything. And I, you know, I, I was watching it recently and thinking he is a psychopath. He's a sociopath. Like he, he, the way he views things is completely different to what you know you, your average person views things. And I, I think it works really well. And you don't have to have monologues and 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 you know OTT dialogue to achieve that. And so, having having had Silver, they didn't need to try and sort of repeat it again with with Waltz in some ways. But like you say, John, but you know, right? Well, he, he was brilliant as Hans Lander in uh, you know in Glorious Bastards. So let's just kind of airlift that into a Bond film and make him Blofeld. Mm. It, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, could have had him as an ally, like in Django. 
could have copied that character. Possibly. Tarantino doing a Bond film, discuss, you know, if you want to really go on and on. <laughs> like his films. Oh. Non-canon. You know, non... <laughs> yeah. Non-eon. Okay, yeah. Tarantino's Never Say Never Again. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, but, I, mm. you know, I think it'd be quite a lot to deal with. with and, Michael Madsen. Know, <laughs> you know, scenes of dialogue that are like 25 minutes long or however many... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, you know, it works really well for his films, but for a Bond film, not sure. Babyously have Uma Thurman as the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samuel L. Jackson will be the CIA director. <laughs> Kurt Russell? <laughs> trying to think, trying to keep this... Oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell would be the King Cade oh, in the film, 100%. This is, yeah. this is getting better. Um, I know, yeah. But actually, yeah, it's sounding good yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's do, but yeah. He, might, he might have to... Yeah, come on. Tarantino, <laughs> non Eon. He might have to make it a bit a bit, sh- uh, a bit longer than his usual films, because, you know, the new one's two and three quarter hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have to find a role for Tim yeah. Roth. Oh, Tim he, Roth he'd be great. Oh. In um, Rob Roy, he's an absolutely brilliant bad, isn't he? That's an underrated film. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah. He he would have been a good James Bond. Tim Roth's an absolute yeah. legend. He's he's a psychopath. Yeah. I don't mean the the guy. I mean the the yeah. He's he's a good psychopath. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll send we'll send Kincaid through. So just to quickly round out the episode, we'll just I'll just go over the ones I've written down. So we've got in chronological order, obviously. We've got Quarrel. We've got Karen Bay. We've got Tiger Tanaka. Draco. JW Pepper. <laughs> You know, the first four are like absolute classic <laughs> allies, no complaints, no what's going on. Genuine. This is his his episode. This is his time to shine, isn't it? What else is? He... Um, uh, go go. We've got go go. We've got it must be Columbo. VJ. We've got Tibbet, and then the three from Living Daylight: Saunders, Pushkin, and Conan Shah. And then we've got the only one from Brosnan, Zukovsky, and the only one from Craig, Kincaid. So Kincaid's got in ahead of the rhyming Jack Wade. Yeah. Oh. Just for a bit of, you know. I'm not sure about yeah, Try yeah, and have one yeah. from each you want, you want, Yeah, there should, yeah, there should yeah. be a Craig one in, but. Who do you think might, might have a chance of winning out of those? Kirin Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Saunders. Saunders, we're going to have to. Saunders. We give him a real push. <laughs> yeah. We do some viral marketing Draco. campaign. Draco. <laughs> VJ might have a bit of yeah, Dra- yeah. Draco, oh, Columbo. Draco Columbo would do alright well. Columbo would do well anyone with a tash Zikowski Zikowski could yeah. do okay yeah. Pepper oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the you can't um, write wild out. card as yeah. you said John yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just see JW yeah. <laughs> retweeted all the time <laughs> that might do it for him yeah Oh, we've got the actual VJ arbitrage is on Twitter, you know, same person. So we could, you know, he, he could do. <laughs> Thank you guys for this uh, been a very odd episode. It's very odd when you sort of look at the whole, uh, all of the films, isn't it? It's it just makes you think what an amazing series it is and what variety we've had. And we do like the variety, yeah. don't we? We like the different the tones of the Bond films. We like the different tones of the Allies. I think we can all be thankful. And hopefully in the future we'll see some more. No Time to Die will have Felix. Uh, probably in a more prominent <laughs> prominent scenes than he was in uh, the, the first two, Casino and Quantum of Solace. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Anna Diamas, possible ally. Yeah. yeah. Anna Diamas and, uh, and Nomi. Lashana Lynch. So Yeah, yeah. A- but we're not including double agents in this list. 
No, no, I know, but we won't include <laughs> yeah, no, Felix no. either, so... No, so, so just Anna Diab. You're not going to get me on that. But then, no, she's a Bond girl. Well, presumably she won't... Well, I wonder whether there'll be any romance. Just because it's a woman doesn't mean it has to be. Mm. Uh, right, we will be back thank with you. more episodes. Uh, thank you for listening. Good evening, gents. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Getting less enthused with each episode, thank you. <laughs> 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 Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.